go, <laughs> but in a no spoiler. Here way. we go. Here we are. Hi. In a, in a no spoiler way. Hi. Hello. How are you? It's been a while. It's been a hot little minute. Um, but we're back. We had many technical difficulties. So at the time of this recording, I think our main episode for episode five isn't even out, but this will be the. Yeah, I will get it out. I'm sorry, guys. I don't. I tried to load it and then it told me my fucking file was corrupted. And then I tried to reopen it and it said cannot find save. So now I'm re-editing it from scratch. So here we are. Shitty times. But what a, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. But this will be our our no book spoilers uh, for. Yes episodes six and seven of the wheel of time season two um because we were off last week due to nonsense but um i actually like comboing these two episodes because they piggyback nicely off of each other and there's like a lot happening but also not that much like we did dark friend spoiler and like or dark friend social in like two two and a half hours of of raw recording like it wasn't even that bad for both episodes so we'll probably be relatively in and out tonight um yeah I have a lot of confusing questions I require answers for, or as Vision would say, I require elaboration. Request elaboration. I request elaboration. Yeah, Um, I think that that will mostly be what this episode is for us. Yeah, um, I am going to take this out of order because it was such a big deal that I saw it. It's the just the order one in thing. our notes means fucking nothing. Like uh, this no, is so random. This is a, the worst prepared notes document ever created. So <laughs> you go for it. I got. I'm like I've slapped this bitch together so fast. So like so, looking at the notes and how this has been prepared, um, it is the smallest section here. How did Perrin and Avienda just get to where they are? Because the last time we saw them, they were still relatively like in the mountains slash forest kind of shit. And now they're in like Dune. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it was so weird. And then they just randomly run into these other two. Ielmen. Excuse me. I is it. I would you call them Ielmen or I woman. You would just say I yield. I Yeah. Um, but, uh, like, how long have they been traveling? Yeah, this whole so, time, or what the fuck? Well, remember that Perrin traveled a decent distance with the caravan, with the Shan Shen, right? That they were, like, they were taking them to Falm. So, and that was when, like, they had also captured Avi, and uh, they were relatively nearby. And they're, like, on the plains. Because that, that they could see Falm at the end of the episode, right? That's what they were looking at across the ocean? yeah. So they're on like Ameth Plain, probably. Like, and they, it's honestly the the reason that they're there in the desert is that the Aiel Waste is a desert. And that's why they say, it's right. like home. It's closer to home. So we're going to bury her here. And it's not randomly running into them. It's like Avienda probably knew, like, that's like where they were hanging out or they were. I, I don't mm. really know that it's super important. <laughs> I don't think it's important. I was just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, did we just get like a really shitty Top Gun time travel thing here? We got a little bit of like a, like all of a sudden where the, but we knew that they were trying to head back that way. Like that was always the goal. And I don't really know how to explain Bane and Chiad already being there unless they run into Bane and Chiad much further away from, from Falm, like closer to where Avienda was kidnapped. Yeah. They don't maybe explain that super well again we need a map we need like it's it's really bullshit that we don't get a map where everybody's out at the start of each episode especially given that 
while Perrin didn't actually fast travel, uh, a lot of our other characters did. And if we're going to be yeah. fast traveling around the map, which we already are, we should really have a map. If we're just going to be able to just bounce this quickly from place to place. Um, yeah, that I think that's what's kind of bothering me this whole time is like, I didn't figure out until, and I still kind of don't know. And I don't know if this is supposed to be a buildup now that we're done with Perrin and Avienda because they didn't really do a whole lot this episode. Except Avienda let herself get the shit beat out of her. Yeah, Giotto is a thing, right? We talked about that in the last episode. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really have. There was some cool Aiel world building stuff. We get. We get their maiden hand talk. We kind of yeah, their hand stuff was really cool. I liked mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah, but yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about them other than that they're here and they're you know. So my next question, and I, if this is a spoilery thing, then that's fine. And I will, I will recuse myself of the answer to this question, but is Matt really in Falm or is he in a Tyranriel? A Tyranriel. <laughs> or what is it? Tyranriel. 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 Because, uh, Lanfear says you're really here mm-hmm. and then he opens the door and he's in Falm mm-hmm. but then Ishamael's also there and every time this dude opens his mouth I'm like you're the father of lies I can't trust what you're fucking saying right everything now everything you say is bullshit yeah but then he's also like I love his reason that he gives to Matt where he's like I just want to close my eyes and never worry about opening them again yeah. I'm like bruh I feel it. He wants to break the wheel. He wants to not be reincarnated, which is such a cool like motivation, right? I agree. That's really interesting. I love the Forsaken are just stealing every scene they're in. Like they're doing so- Forsaken in the show are already so much cooler than they are in the books. And like so it's it's awesome. Except Lanfear always looks like she just got out of the shower. Love it for her. She's creepy. Love it. No, no, she's smoking hot, but I'm just like, come on. I like the creep like, look. I like on? the greasy creep. I like how her hair is shorter in Teleran Riyadh. I think that's a tell. Right? She has a different haircut. Okay, that's so, what I okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, she does. She's um, always in a cool little pantsuit, too. If you look at the episode, so her hair is shorter in Teleran Riyadh, and her hair yeah. is long in that scene. So that is the real world they're in Falm. Okay, solid. Yep. yep. So they it. are they are actually it. there. Um, but that's a reasonable question. Yeah, because like every time we see Ishamael inside Tar, I'm just calling it Tar. You can call it. Um, he's in that room. That's the only room he's ever in. Mm-hmm. Every time he's in Tar, so I was like, mm, okay. But every time that we've seen Lanfear in Tar, it's either no, it's actually it's almost every time it's been in the wastes or in that room with Ishamael. Yeah, that's the only places we've seen. You can call it the world of dreams, too. That's what most of the characters oh, okay. will do colloquially. Um, yeah, they mostly have been in that room. But I think it's I think it's interesting that it shows us like, hey, like this place that they've been in Teleran Riyadh, like it's also a real place. Mm-hmm. And it's their headquarters, likely in Falm, right? Yeah. And uh, so that that like just sort of deepens our understanding of the mechanic of the world of dreams that it is a mirror image. It's a little, the world of dreams is not unlike the upside down. It's just like the upside down. If you could, it's another dimension. If it was a dream instead of, but it's like, you can mirror it. You can like, you can say like, I'll meet you in this room, but in the world of dreams. 
meet you in the Omerlin study, but in Teleran Riyadh. Meet you in like, and so you can like that's a thing. So um, that's what the Forsaken are doing here. Is like meet you in our farm headquarters, but in Teleran Riyadh, and it makes it like a secret ish meeting place, right? Like we see the little girl accidentally dream her way in there in episode one. But yeah, I liked that a lot. I guess let's just keep going with like Lanfear since we're here and, and the Matt stuff since we're here. Why not? So if we're going to move from Lanfear, I do have one more question about Ashamiel. And I meant to oh, ask this a couple yeah, episodes ago. Go ahead. Yeah. While he's in that room and when we get that like offhanded jab at the other Forsaken that Lanfear makes where she's like, who, Mo Gideon? The boys couldn't follow a plan if they were compelled or whatever yeah. <laughs> under compulsion are those seals the actual seals or is that just ishamayel knowing where they are i don't know i'm confused about this with the seals and i, I think the seals are going to be a little different in the show than they are in the books so because you had to go out into like the forest or some shit to free land for you, and her shield was up above something yeah, and they shouldn't all be in one place in the real world. If if it was Teleran Rayon, it made sense to me that they like represent the Forsaken and that each seal will be one of the Forsaken that has to be released. That's Aaron's theory. It's it is definitely different. So I'll say I, I don't really know. And the fact that we've now seen that room in Teleran Riyad and in the real world and the seals are in both rooms confuses me. Like that's mm. I, I it would be one thing if it was something they manifested into the Teleran Riyad. I right. It's not. like a representation of them being there or whatever. Yeah. And because there's like we see them out front, too. We don't see the outside of that building in the real world, only in Teleran Riyad. Mm-hmm. So and there, all the seals are there too, like stood up on pillars. There's yeah. like lots of steel imagery in that room. And I, I, I don't, I don't know. Cause it's one thing to conjure up decorations in Teleran Riyadh and it's another to do it in the real world. So I'm, I'm not totally sure about that. It's a little bit confusing, but what I am certain of is that those are not the seals. It's not a matter of like, they're all here. I, I don't think no, that's I, I didn't think so. Yeah. I yeah. figured it was more like someone's been scouting for these. And so now he knows what each one of them looks like. And yeah. so he has to go find them or something like that. I don't know. I that was it was just weird because we know from the first season, not Land, but my other boy that kills himself when what's her face dies. Um, he was praying to the little mini statues of them, mm-hmm. not Uno, the other guy. No, the I, warder know that killed, I know you oh. mean the warder. Yeah. Um, he had all of the little statues, and I was like, Why are you praying to the fucking Forsaken? Like, I don't, but they were figures, they weren't like little symbols or whatever. I have to go back to, yeah, no, they were figures. They were figures. I would say if it is the case that each of the seals represents one of the Forsaken in the show, and that seems to be what they're saying, but I don't, I, it was speculation. If that is the case, I would say it is 100% unlikely that anybody other than the most learned of the Aes Sedai, if them, have any idea that the seals are tied to the forsaken necessarily besides like oh. a vague idea that they keep the evil in or that they exist. Like I would say the existence of the seals even is probably not super common knowledge. I mean, maybe that guy was a warder, maybe, but I would say that the more common thing would probably be the statues. And I feel like it was like warding them off. I don't feel like he was praying to them. I feel like it was like make a sacrifice so they don't come or do like a, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of confused by that too. I'm not really sure what the show is telling us, but I'm hoping that we'll see 
Grendel is my prediction be released before the end of the season? And that we'll get <laughs> you a better got Friday, idea. So Yeah, yeah. But the Friday. I, I think that in the finale we'll probably see one more Forsaken be released. And I'm hoping I reference the dark friend social but if the thing that i would like to see happens happens it should it, i'm hoping that it would be her and um i would like to see that but any of them any any of them that they reveal would be cool uh so that we could get a better idea of that mechanic and how the show's doing it because it's definitely going to be different so i'm i'm not sure what they're doing with that i think that they're combining they're making the seals do a little bit of a different thing than they do in the books but i'm here for it i'm super here for it I I think it's interesting and this took me a, a minute to figure this out, but they all have the same overarching goal of helping the dark one, but their immediate goals are never fucking aligned. Like Lanfear just straight up help Moraine get away. Yeah. Like she's like, all right, bye. I'll help you guys. That's true. Sure. Yeah. And I, they all go through the portal like best friends. And I'm like, tell me if you had told me that's how this episode was going to end at the beginning of the season, I would have been like, you're fucking batshit insane. Right. The, uh, what do they say? Lanfear says it to Leandrin in episode six, I think, or I can't remember if it's six or seven. We're just going to go ahead and say this it's episode. six is when she meets her. Cause that's when she kills her son. Right. And she says, there's many paths to walk in the night of like, yeah, they each have different sort of individual things that they want to do. And that none of the, like the dark friends, which the black Aja are just dark friends. Like they're not. Yeah. I figured they, I didn't think they were like a cult of like super powerful. I said, I, well, they were they're just, not, I guess, I guess the critical thing is that they're not necessarily viewed like by the Forsaken or the Dark One as being like any more important as Dark Friends than any other Dark Friend. Like cool right, that they can just, channel, but they don't have like ooh. special status the way that the, yeah. the Forsaken do. Forsaken have their own status, right? But not uh, like the Black Aja are just, they're just a Black Aja, right? They're just more Dark Friends. Yeah. So I like that they set this up of like, yeah, you guys are just Dark Friends and you can end up having to report to any of the forsaken and we're all going to ask for different crap. So there's, yeah, there's different ways to walk in the night. It's not all just like one unified plan. Each of the forsaken has like their own shit that they're trying to do. And mm. I mean, it's like Lanfear says to Ishamayal in one of the earlier episodes, right? She, he's like, are you going to betray me? And she's like, fuck yeah. Like they are <laughs> like not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is great. They're not a team. Like they're just let the Lord of Chaos reign, man. Like they are not on it. They're not on the same team. <laughs> no, she straight picks a Shamael out of Rand's dream. Yeah, she's like, you're frightening him. Bloof. Fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Landfear is so good in the show. I'm loving dude. It. I love her. Uh, breaking into Karian was like, I was. Oh my god shitting myself that was so i cool. love that every time she does have to use the one power she seems so inconvenienced by what she's doing <laughs> like breaking down the wall she's like oh, three thousand years and we're still doing this and she just blows it all up i'm like this is fucking sick <laughs> i love that they keep mentioning like that they're the way that the old. wheel turns and that they're well that they're old but that the, their society was so much more advanced she's like how am i on a drawbridge in a moat like what the fuck yeah like how <laughs> why am i riding a horse like god damn it like it's is there anything slower than a horse yeah, yeah that was one of my favorite lines they're like flying season. cars in the age of legends and she's like what the fuck like so i yeah. <laughs> love that 
Um, and I, I love how like refined her use of the power is. It's like, it's just, but even compared to like Moraine or like another really powerful Aes Sedai of this time, like they don't just sort of like wave their wrist and shit happens. They're doing like a whole complicated dance. Yeah. Like, weaving. And Lanfear's like, oh, bet you've got yeah. all these sick looking knives, which, you know, first of all, mad props to Swan because she was about to just stand up to Lanfear by herself. And I get try. this, whatever. Dude. Yeah. And <laughs> Lanfear's like adorable. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely not like she's so scary she's so good they're doing a great job with her and ashamayel is such a mustache twirling fucking like he i love that ashamayel hasn't done really all that much like he's orchestrated the girls being kidnapped like he's definitely he's like puppeteering he's pulling strings but he hasn't like really done anything we haven't seen him channel he's just like whispering in people's ears and dragging them into Teleranrion and like threatening them and then like sneaking away like cradling matt and being like take my secret shroom juice and like it's fine it'll show you good things <laughs> trust me like i'm just like a child what take are my secret doing? shroom juice <laughs> He's just out there, like, being like, oh, I'm going to cause some troubles. But he's not really, like, he hasn't, like, he's puppeteering. I'm sure he has greater master plans that we don't, like, totally see right now of, like, because he, he is doing a good job of bringing everybody together and, like, yoinking Rand's friends. He's doing a pretty good good job of yoinking, right? He's got two of them now. Um, He's got two of the four. He almost had three in 90. He al- yeah, he almost had three. He hasn't really done too much to like show. Well, he hasn't even introduced himself to Gwen yet, which I think would be fucking nuts. Actually, yes, that would be pretty nuts if he were to like show up in her dream. Yeah. Um, which I think she could tell when Rand was in her dream because Lanfear let her let Rand go visit Egwene, which I was like, that's yeah. wild. Like, holy <laughs> shit. All right. Um, but I wonder how much that plays into the Forsaken's plans because they do want him in Fong. So, and we know that he's like, we know from the prophecies Maureen's been saying he's supposed to announce himself, himself in Fong. And I, I really in like the sky how. Sky of Fire. Hell yeah. Counting the days, man. Like, I. But it's going to be so sick. But uh, he's like, he. I like the scene in the jail cell in Karian where he's like, well, if the Forsaken want me there and I'm being held captive here, like probably Lanfear's like currently burning her way through the city. Like, you know, yeah. I know he goes and asks for her help and tell her Enriad, but, you know, like I really <laughs> liked that, that deduction of like, they want me there and we know that i'm supposed to proclaim myself there so why do they want me to do that like how does that help and yeah and he speculates on that a little bit like they want me to announce myself before they kill me or before, like because surely the plan is not to allow him to live right but so well far, the way that the way that she worded it earlier was they don't want to kill him they want to turn him exactly and Ishmael thinks they're going to do that, right? He said, "Like we're going to ha- we're going to avoid even having to fight the last battle because we're going to get the dragon now in Vom." So their plan is to win him over next week, and his plan is to rescue Egwene, right? Otherwise, he has no interest in being in Vom. Except Moraine would probably try to orchestrate that anyway, because the prophecies do say that he'll reveal himself there. So yeah, so she would have found a way to get him there either way. Ultimately, yeah, because her. Her plan is make the prophecies come true, basically, right? It's like, okay, so let's like make this happen, take care of the dragon reborn, fulfill the prophecies. 
He, I, I do like that for how much he is taking control of a lot of the situations he finds himself in. Mm -hmm. He still is not in control at all. Like he gets all this information (laughs) from Lan and Lan's like, go in there. You're going to be fine. And then she just fucking puts him on his knees. She's like, you've been at this for six months and you don't know shit. Yeah. I think that was awesome. He got so told. And Swan is so fucking pissed and like reasonably so, I think. Um, Like I. Yeah, this uh, the seventh episode made me hate Maureen so much, dude. The how how shitty she is to everybody and the fact that she's just not telling anyone anything really like I would have expected that to have been gone by now. Like I would have expected that wall to come down. Yeah. It's just, she's like, I can't believe you did that land. You told Swan and he's like, what the fuck dude? Like you gave me nothing. Yeah. Yeah. She, she did not give land a lot of options there. I would agree. And I think we do see her like starting to write a letter to Swan. Right. Yeah. Several times she owed land trust and communication. And that's where she fucked up. But where he fucked up, though, to be fair, had he not done that, like, I get why she's mad, because had he not told Swan, she was working on that, right? She was way too late, but she was working on it. But it's only the fact that Swan was, like, told that Maureen had effectively betrayed her that she decides to turn the tables and lean back on the institution of the tower and not their secret plan on how to handle the dragon. Because I think had Swan heard about that from Moraine, they would have found a way to deal with it. I don't think she would have been like, well, fuck that, that I'm kidnapping the dragon. Like I, I think they would have still worked together, but I think the fact that Swan heard about it from land, then she was like, well, then I can't trust you. Like what the fuck? Like you, like you're out here with the dragon reborn. You came in channel. Like that's a reasonable thing to be pissed off about. And Moraine did owe everybody communication way sooner. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think that's that's where it kind of like it breaks down for me. The one thing I didn't like, like of all the things, like I was like, okay, I understand Swan, like you're pissed. Like, okay, Swan, I understand. Like you're gonna have this conversation. All right, cool. Now you're going to like stop him. I get it. That's fine. The one thing that I didn't understand was how she could think that Moraine was lying to her about being able to channel. Because when she shows up at the end at the what was it, the waygate. She's like, I knew you'd been lying to me about being about being stilled the whole, stilled the whole time. It's like, how the fuck could she have lied to you about that? Well, I don't know that Moraine ever said I've been stilled. Land tells her. Yeah, but that's but that's not, what's happened. Moraine. Well, okay, lie. yeah, but like you know she I mean? hasn't. Like I guess. So yeah. You're saying did she break the oaths? No, Moraine didn't break the oaths to Swan, uh, and couldn't have because we find out that oh, huzzah, Moraine is not stilled. Boom. Um, Crazy. Hundred bucks owed to Scott. Scott called it from episode one. I really thought if that they would have resolved that sooner. I didn't think they would drag that shit out all season. I would. They had me. They held me sold. But but now that we know that she never did, because we had a, an open question around Moraine's oaths if she was stilled. Right? Are you are you still held to that to the oath rod if you can't channel? So now that we know that she was always able to channel. Um, and she was just shielded. Absolutely. She couldn't have lied. So, um, I mean, unless she's black Aja, right? So she didn't, she didn't lie to Swan. Uh, cause she never actually said that out loud. Like Lan, Lan said that. And honestly, well, he had, said on her behalf. So I guess that's said, true. I'm stilled when she believed that she was stilled. Then that's also not a lie. That's the thing. Like she could have been saying that the whole time. 
it's the only time where it would have been counted as a lie for Moraine is if she had said it, said I'm stilled after she knew that she wasn't. If, as long right as after he cut the knot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause the, the oaths don't ferret out the objective truth. It's just what the Aes Sedai believes to be true. As long as they don't think that they're lying, you're, you're golden. Right. Um, so, but I hear what you're saying of Swan suspecting her of lying or of not. It was just a weird like accusation where she's like, I knew you were lying. Like what? Why? And how did you know that? Because she wasn't, but that's just like, it's such a weird. I think it more, it's like a tough word choice because we're like looking for lies right now. But I think, uh, I think what she really meant is like, you deceived me. You manipulated me. You had your warder tell me something that wasn't true. Right. Cause that's something you could do. Like you could have someone else communicate on your behalf a lie. Right. I get that. And I, okay. Yeah. I guess I, I can see how she would think that. Like you're bullshitting me. Like, cause she would, if that, if, if that would have been manipulation and bullshittery if she, yeah. you know, so in that case, Swan has, yeah. Okay. That that's fine. In that case, Swan has every right to be mad. I straight up thought she was dead by the way, for like Swan. a good 10, 15 seconds thought she was dead. Yeah. It's like a reasonable assumption. Yeah. Because she got laid out by Lanfear. But, you know, as Lanfear says, uh, a wounded Aes Sedai is like a lot more interesting than a dead one. Like the Forsaken are such morons. They're just like, oh, this is more fun for me. She says a wounded Amerlin seat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like how she acknowledges the importance of her station. And is like, you could be so much more fun. But yes, also, they're stupid as fuck. And they're like, <laughs> this could just be more fun for me for the next, I don't know, 10 hours. Sillies. I don't need to actually move towards accomplishing anything. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you see this way gate? Dope. Let's go through. Bye. Fine. Do you guys want to have a little fun? What do you mean? What do you mean I didn't kill one of my greatest enemies? It's fine. Yeah, for I don't like, come back to you. It's it's, yeah, like they're so arrogant. They're just so like, that's fine, that's fine. I mean, for the first time in what it feels like a long time as far as villains go, it is warranted arrogance, though. Like, there is nothing that can – and, like, I think that's another thing I really like about the way that this show has introduced everybody is everything that Moraine has said or done about explaining someone – or the fear that she puts behind someone being free or getting out or whatever. It's warranted. Like even Maxim and Ivan are like, dude, if there's a forsaken in this city, we are beyond fucked. Yeah, yeah. And Alana's like, let's go fuck in the tent. Who cares what you guys just said? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> also, look at this cat. I know. I see. <laughs> you see her face just like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yes. <laughs> Oh my god. She loves it. Like yes. Pet my whole face. (laughs) Well, I guess let's just like stay on this like stream of consciousness through the notes um and talk about Matt, because Matt and Rand have this reunion. And we can touch on Oh, heartbreaking. I knew as soon as he said I'll be there in an hour, I was like, No, you won't, dude. Uh, No, I know. He's like and I wasn't mad. I was hurt. And, you know, men, men just didn't need to tell him that they could have just. Yeah, that was. <sighs> She's trying to help, but I get it. But like, she should know by now the ramifications of telling people what she sees and especially for Matt. Yeah. 
And well, but she also knows Rand. She's met Rand. She likes yeah. Rand. I think she probably wants to help Rand. She knows who Rand is perfectly well. She knows Rand is the dragon. Min's the reason that the audience knows. They that, all know. Really. Yeah. Well, yeah. Min Min is the one who sort of like tells Rand. That's how Rand yeah. knows. So she knows who he is and how important he is. So maybe she's trying to stop him from being hurt as much as anything. You know, she really thinks she can prevent it, but I think she must know that she can't prevent the things that she sees. So that was, that was disappointing. Um, and Matt not, but their, their reunion was really sweet. Wasn't it? And like when they said like, we're not better off without you, Rand says that, or Matt says that to Rand. And I'm like, not better off without you either. Yeah. <laughs> Power of togetherness and friendship. Like I just I'm like, but it's uh, it's it's tough. And like, did you see the trailer for episode eight? Yeah, but I don't. So I try not to spend too much time, like pay too much attention to it because I want to remember everything that happened in the episode. And the way that my fire stick works is it auto plays that like it cuts off the last like four minutes of the episode. So I have to go back and watch before the credits even start because I missed when she beat the shit out of the swan at first. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Yeah, I, and I hate know it. I'll plays it. But at the end of the episode, it says in the trailer, um, I don't remember who is talking, but they're saying like, we have to be our own heroes and we are, this is our own new age of legends and we are the heroes of it. Uh, mm. And we need to like fucking step up. And, and Moraine says something, I think it's Moraine who's talking in the trailer and she's like, she's talking about the Forsaken and she's talking about, I think she's talking about Luz Theron, Lanfear, and they were best friends. Yeah, yeah, they were several. They were not unlike you guys. Not unlike you guys. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be like the power of togetherness and friendship. <laughs> and everyone's trying to like, you know, capture Rand's friends because they matter. And kind of recognizing that it's not just the dragon who matters. We've been talking about this a little bit. Yeah. Throughout the season, right? So like, I am like, yeah, we're not better off without you either, Matt. We need you, Matram. I know that right now it seems like you're probably going to become a dark friend. But I love Matt Cawthon and I would love to see this turn around for him sooner than late. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, this sucks. This sucks. I don't love it. It's tough. His magic shroom juice was tough with Ishi. Like, I'm like, why would you drink that? Like, you're being so obviously manipulated. Like, obviously, the bad guy who fucking, like, kidnapped your ass into, like, wherever you are right now is not your friend and probably whatever he's telling you to drink is a bad idea. But I love that Matt just like literally can't help himself. Like that was the most yeah. Matt thing I've ever seen ever when <laughs> he just point. like, he's like, I'm not going to drink it. I'm not going to drink it. And he's all like, I love the way that, that I can't remember the name of the actor right now uh, who plays him, but he's so like physical. Like he's really yeah. good as Matt, the way that he sort of like looks over the drink and he like, you know, takes like six different positions on the couch and then decides to drink it. Like, yeah, <laughs> wigs it down and i'm like bro can i tell you honestly that the whole scene of him experiencing his past lives and stuff was easily one of the most terrifying things i've seen in a very long time like him holding his mom and then swapping places and then holding himself and screaming at himself was like what the fuck are we doing right now dude they're doing the scary stuff really really well huh like stuff that's supposed to be scary is like really fucking scary 
Yeah, I'm super here for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I thought yeah. it was bad when like the bats were coming out of their mouths and shit and they saw the dark one in their nightmares. And then now it's like Matt killing himself in his sleep and screaming at himself. And it was crazy, dude. That yeah. was that was such a great scene. That whole thing. I'm so glad that finally I don't have to say and Matt's not in this. And Matt's not, yeah, Matt was in this episode. Yeah. Making me miserable, but he was there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I wonder, and I I would have to watch more closely to pick this out, but I, but Ishmael so far has not really made it his business to appear in person to anybody. I kind of wonder whether that was in the world of dreams, and therefore, like, did he even take a magic shroom, or is or is Ishmael just fucking with him? Like, I don't know, Ooh. or both. Like, because you can still, like, both things could be true. So I, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if he even showed up in person, or if Landfair even like I don't. I don't know. It must show us that. I must I must need to rewatch it and see where that ends, but I think it's a matter of clothing. If he's in tar, he's usually in what looks like a futuristic business suit or like a suit with a tie. In this, he's wearing that weird leather vest over the white shirt that he was wearing when he met Turok. Yeah. So I think that really happened. By the way, if this movie doesn't, or this movie, if this show doesn't win an Emmy for best costume design, holy shit balls, dude. First of all, I've never thought in my life, damn, that dress is fire until Elaine came in in the seventh episode when she was holding Rand down. Or Liani, Liani. Oh, Le- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude, the dress that she's wearing is so dope. Yeah, it it's is. so fucking dope. And then whatever Lanfear's in when she attacks the bridge, I'm like, I can't win. Lanfear's outfit was sick. Moraine's outfit and Karian was sick. I yeah, that was it dope. Does get recognition for that because like something the Wheel of Time does really well is like differentiating cultures. Yeah, by dress, which they do mm-hmm. so well. Like even the Aes Sedai, like they color code themselves, but they're wearing typically clothing that is like matches where, from they're, where from. they're from yeah. yeah and the cultures and the the countries and stuff are like really really well defined for the most part mm-hmm. in the books like they have very specific looks and you can like tell like and you can see it coming off in the show like karian is based on um like a uh like 17th 1700s like france yeah right? definitely like france aristocracy type of thing and you can like really see that, right? Whereas like Andor is more Britain. That's where Elaine's from. Mm. We'll see lots and lots and lots of Andor and Camelin, just not yet. Like it's fucking shocking to me that we haven't been to Camelin, which is where Elaine's from. But yeah. um, we will spend an inordinate amount of time there and see a lot of that stuff. And then there's like. Well, and it's also how Maureen's sister dresses too. And the way that like Barthanus does his hair. It's very French nobility. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like that a lot. I really like the way that it kind of like comes off that way. Mm-hmm. But then, then you jump like- back to Perrin and it's like, these guys saw Dune once. And then like, but it's, I do really like their whole, I I, I don't know. I want these more about Dune once. I want everyone who's read the book to know that that's what Scott, <laughs> how Scott thinks the Aiel thing to be. How they are. Under, Scott says the Aiel saw Dune. I understand. The Aiel fucking, are you kidding me? Like, I, 
And I want to say the Aiel invented Dune, but it's actually Dune came out before the Wheel of Time. Uh, and it's very, the Aiel are very Dune-y, actually. Like, you're actually not wrong about that thing like, at all. <laughs> it's, like, actually kind of dead on. Like, they're they're very, very Dune-y. But, um... I just, I want more of that. That's them. hilarious. You will get well, yeah. so much, so, 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 so much Good. about the Aiel. Because Rand is Aiel. The show has told us this. You no, I know. That's what I mean. Like The Aiel are a big deal. We get to see more about them. We got to see, um, oh my god, dude! The flashback at the beginning of episode seven when we get to see the two of them, uh, Moraine and Swan, oh. walking on that lady, having her vision. Uh huh. And also, it did a really good job of setting up how much in love they are. And then once that war's over, they can just go live their lives. And then life was like, huh, psych jokes. Yeah. You see it yeah. in their faces so clearly, right? Like everything we were just talking about just got fucked. Like we now have this yep. like, mission in life and they're blue. They're blue Aja, you know, they're already Aes Sedai at that point. They're uh, mm-hmm. the blues are all for their causes and their missions. Like, and they just got handed yeah. like the cause, the mission. So yeah, it's like over for them. That was super tragic. And like, I guess, fuck, we're all over the place. Like we were talking about, Moraine and and we're talking Swan, about but we didn't get through their episode seven stuff. We just touched on episode six. There's so much shit happening. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to not be up all night. I'm like, how do we? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's stay then on the happenings of House Damadred then before we get into yeah. I guess what's happening in Falm because that's kind of where all of this is heading. Um, but yeah, Moraine. Not trying to kill herself and not stilled. Um, yep. Yeah, which I think is, first of all, I thought it was cool that they called that out directly. And second of all, that um, that Lan kind of puts it together of like, hey, every Aes Sedai that was ever stilled has killed themselves. And Yeah, and she's had no motivation to do so. Well, we thought that that's Except where she was headed in the beginning of the season, right? It was like when the snack orders were like, "What are what does Moraine want?" and it was like, "Oh shit, she wants to kill herself." Like, uh, like she needs to be on suicide watch. Like it was like there was like concern yeah. for Moraine. We talked about this more in the Dark Friend Social than you and I hit on it, but um, mm. but I think it's like. They yeah, I, th- that's one of the tells for him that she's not. She's not really stilled. She's not a stilled. I do also like that Lan's the one that figures it out too. He's like, when you look at her, like, what do you see? Yeah. And he's like, well, I see the power, but it's like a, it's tied off or whatever. And Logan's like, have I got a secret for you? <laughs> like, oh man. And I, Logan, I can't believe they left behind. But yeah, that was weird. Tower, he's headed back to the tower. He gave Rand just enough information, I think, to be getting on with. Um, yeah before getting back to because he does tell him he's gonna burn out he taught him how to like embrace the source and what that means and how much power he has and you know but he we didn't get as much information out of Loghain as i expected us to before he goes back to the tower but off he goes and um yeah so we'll catch up with him later i'm sure um i do kind of feel bad for him dude like he keeps kind of getting fucked over like everyone keeps making deals with him and then not coming through on their end of the deal and then lands like here's a key you can get out but also did you really think i was gonna let you out did you remember what you did to those other two like <laughs> fuck you dude you're going back to the you're going to the tower and i was just like bruh like cut my man some slack he has helped you guys every time that someone has come to him yeah times are tough for Logan. that's for sure yeah like i i was surprised that 
they didn't keep him. Yeah, that was weird. They should have. I think that's how what they should have done is like Rand should have gone and gotten him, and then they all met at the waygate. I wanted Alana and the snack orders to go with them to the waygate too. Oh yeah, that and Varen. I'm like, where are they going? Well, Varen's in trouble now. So yeah, Varen is in trouble now. That's true. Swan is gonna be pissed because she knows. I thought it was awesome. Oh, what, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say something right now because it was like so obvious. Say whatever you want. Varen's a dark friend because she straight up lied to Liani. But it was in order. So she tells Liani that an order directly from Swan came to her to go help at the, the wall. And when she gets there, Swan's like, what the fuck are you doing here? So let's look back and see what it, her exact verbiage is, to be sure, because Aes Sedai truths are so tricky. The Amarlin requires your strength to protect Karian. I've been told to watch the boy. This is an order. I'll take his shield. See, that is the one that's like, okay, that is how you worded it, and you'll take a shield. That doesn't mean you're going to take over. It just means you're going to take it off. Yeah, Everything she- before that, though... None of that was true. I don't know. She says, I've been told to watch the boy. That's Who, a no very one told her that, flexible. I mean, Moraine could have told her to go get him or, or, or whoever sent her there. Like, that's not, she doesn't say the Omerlin sent me. She says the Omerlin requires your strength. Requires your wall. strength. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't say the Omerlin sent me here to relieve you. So I don't know, dude. It's that's- tricksy. It's tricksy. It's tough to say. Like, that's, you know. Because obviously Varen's in a position here where she does need to be duplicitous, right? She's not here being completely transparent. So she would need to be tricky around her words um, in terms of an Aes Sedai truth here. So I've been told to watch the boy. I mean, Moraine could have told her, come and... It's not an outright lie. We haven't caught her in an outright lie the way that they showed... Uh, Leandrin when she returned to the tower yeah, yeah when I guess she came back true. and that it was just like straight up bullshit like th- that is a very tricky sentence by Varen I am not sure that we've caught a lie uh, I don't know I want to stick to my like, guns on this one I like your that you're on your toes to catch yourselves some lies dude it's cause like now I know only they can lie so if I know as an audience member I know what you're about to say is not the truth. I'm like, well, you just gave yourself away to me. Yeah. But we have to think about their exact language. Cause, and it's also, I think it would be one thing if it was like someone who we didn't have reason, like the character had no reason to lie necessarily. And we caught them saying something that wasn't real. But I think in this case, like we know that Varen's in there to trick Liane, right? Her goal is to trick her. So she has to be duplicitous to an extent. So I would expect some, that that would necessitate some Aes Sedai truths. She yeah. Outright lie. No, and I get that. I, yeah, I don't know. Like She's doing I, it in service of Moraine, who's a good guy. She's like helping us. I don't know. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's, it's too. I don't know. I'm going to stick by what I said like two episodes ago. I Varen is not who she says she is, but I don't think she's entirely a bad guy. Okay. So then she can't have lied. If she's not, if she's not a bad guy, then she can't lie. Cause she's, cause 
not Black Asha. If not, no, no, I know that, but like, I mean, dude, like, see now, now I'm gonna get into like theorizing, and I hate theorizing with this show because it fucking like nothing I say ever comes true except for all of the things I've said up to this point. (laughs) Literally every time I've said something, but. No, I'm gonna have. I'm, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until Friday. I'm gonna wait until Friday, and if she's in the episode Friday, I'll 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 reannounce my theory. But I'm gonna keep it to myself for now. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm texting Aaron as we speak. <laughs> anyway, um, what did you think about Barthanis? Speaking of dark friends, dude, I love that this show takes me zero to 60 on so many characters. And I do like complete one eighties. I'm like, dude, I feel so bad for this man. Like he has just done everything he can to try and like get back some kind of relationship with Moraine. And she keeps pushing him away and God damn it. Leandrin's talking to him. (laughs) Here we are. And I'm like, motherfucker. But then he also had the stones to actually go in and kill her himself. He didn't tell somebody else to do it. So I was like, I got to give you credit for that, dude. You didn't hand it over to somebody else. Although you did make the guy open the door for you, which I thought was very pompous, but whatever. Um, but I do like the plot twist that even though her sister was ready to kick her the fuck out and she told her to leave the city tomorrow, and like they were not on good terms. She did the true good thing, the true right thing, and locked him up and then told the queen and then had him arrested. And murdered. I was like, right? kill him? Well, no, the, the last thing we see is just the guards coming into the room. Oh, I had the impression that they were going to kill him. I was like, I thought oh. Barthanis was killed off. Like I was, I felt. Oh. <laughs> okay, I thought he was being arrested. Um, no, I thought they killed him. I guess him. we're gonna find out. Okay, shit. Then never mind. Um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I know when we did Dark Friend Social, Aaron and I were talking about like he's dead, and I was like, bummer. Like I thought it'd be cool to keep him around. Like he should be kept around. And uh, <laughs> and she didn't say that he's not. Like I think we both had the takeaway that he's dead. I, I honestly, I thought they were gonna stab him through the. Great. The like, door? I thought they'd yeah, come well, to I mean, like I thought I was pretty sure he's dead, but maybe not. Maybe I mean I would personally enjoy it if he was not dead because I think this is a story with a fuckload of characters and a fuckload of cities. And if we can just sort of say this is our guy here, because it's not like we're not gonna come back to Karian. Like I've been i I've been saying this since we were reviewing season one. If it like this this is a 15 book series there there aren't really any places that we visit once and don't go back to like or that they or it doesn't come up again it's it's not like uh it's it's not like lord of the rings where you have like we traverse the map the one time and we're straight and like maybe we right have you're like just going a, on a set path from a to b yeah and like they do a little goodbye tour and see Treebeard again on the way home like it's not like that where it's like <laughs> we make our little like you know one stop shop on the way to mordor like this is like we're gonna live in this world this isn't a a to B, like you said, story. So, um, yeah, and there's there are cities that we don't go back to, but we. Well, yeah, but that just means they're not like important. Like I would imagine, I would be shocked. It's out of the way, more than anything. Yeah, but like, you still it's just hear not about a thing, them. Like, like you hear about right. their armies or their people or their whatever, but we don't necessarily spend a ton of time there. But but the big places like Karian and Camelin and stuff and Tyr, mm-hmm. like we're gonna be hanging out in those places. So um, yeah. Like, I would be shocked if we ever went back to Falm after this season. 
Just because, like, uh, everything's been kind of leading us here, and then they're all going to have to go somewhere else now. Like, they can't stay in Falm. Well. Or, well, I don't know, actually, because it depends on what happens. I mean, Egwene is Rand looks like he's ready to fuck shit up. Yeah, it's so true. there's a I don't lot think that's of, like, staying no. in Falm that is in the cards right now, but sure. <laughs> no, I think, see, here's the thing. Like, first of all, this episode's going to be, like, an hour and a half, so. Oh, please, God. I don't know if it I will. know. Um, well, our episode of the podcast or episode eight of the show? Eight of the show. Yeah. yeah. That I was like, that sounds like standard. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah it is. Sounds... <laughs> <laughs> well, how was that different, I don't know Scott? If it'll, I don't know if it'll be an hour and a half. Um, it better be, because I just had to I wait two years to get to this point. I know, and it's been it's over so fast. It went by so quickly. Dude, um, and I again, guys, we said this on the first fucking episode. The reason that this ends so quickly is because we get three episodes in the very beginning. So we technically only have five weeks of episodes yeah, of new shit. We weeks. go through a whole fucking arc, a mini arc in the first three episodes. Yeah, it's you get six weeks total because you get episodes yeah. one through three, four, five, six, seven, five, eight, six, seven, eight, eight. six weeks. Yeah. yeah, instead of eight weeks. It's, it's only like I'm not complaining. I would binge like the lot. shit out of this, but yeah, it's still just I want more. I don't want this to end. Also, I wanted to point this out because we're kind of moving towards Egwene and Falm and everybody. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty um, ready to move into Falm. I think we haven't seen anything on this horn that they've been chasing all season since it was handed to Tarak, and I want more fucking information. Like how, yeah, we've barely seen the horn. The second book that this is adapted from pretty closely um, is called The The, the Great, great hunt. hunt. Yeah, yeah, for the horn. So it's, yeah, there's like minimal horn in your great hunt. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. We got another episode to see. Well, and we, we get this in the Perrin... trailer. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, well, we I'm know, just we saying in that... the trailer, we see that Tarak is about to fight. Like he's suiting up or whatever the fuck he's doing. <laughs> suiting up <laughs> oh i hope so uh um we know that perrin and uh ingtar are still or sorry loyal and ingtar, loyal and ingtar are still there yeah they're still looking for the horn like they've identified yeah. where it is he has like a cache of bullshit and the horn is in there so yeah with minimal security is what they said too yeah well, cause so, the so kennels is what confident. gets yeah i mean well right now they should be yeah the kennels are where the security's at um, so at least we know that that's still on the radar of like something they would like to retrieve. Would they want to get the horn back? Like I would say that Ingtar and Loyal right now, their, their goal plan is to get out of there with Egwene and the horn. Yeah. Um, and we know that Nynaeve and Elaine are just trying to get Egwene. And then we know that Rand is going to be trying to get Egwene. So at this point we have everybody there. Oh right? yeah, Rand is going. Okay, so to everyone's more or less already arrived. Right. Yeah, everybody has arrived. They, so we have we have Rand is on his way through the ways, which I don't think will take any longer than it did in episode five when when Lane when they just through. they were asleep for that one conversation and then they were there. Yeah. I would wager a guess that we're just going to use the ways as the the fast travel that they are, albeit a, a dangerous method. Um, you never know, though. Like, the danger in the ways is a real thing. I just don't know how much screen time they're going to give to it right now. But uh, they're on their way Machin through the ways. I want more Machin Shin. You'll get it, I promise. Just, But maybe <laughs> not this week. Maybe not this week. No, I don't. I I, I feel like there's just going to be so much stuff going on 
this last episode, there's no reason for us to show shit going on Machin Shin. They might have a reminder about Machin Shin being out there, but yeah. otherwise I think we'll probably get through the ways pretty unscathed. They have Leandrin with them. Like they're probably straight. So yeah. um sorry, Landfear, not Leandrin. They have Landfear. Um but anyway, so Moraine and Rand and Lan coming through the ways into Falm, so they'll be there instantaneously. Uh Nynaeve, Egwene, Elaine already there. Matt is there. Perrin is across the bay. Like across the way, yeah. Uh with Avienda, which is like so fucking sick. Uh <laughs> Avienda being in Falm is like one of the, I'm like, hallelujah. Like that's like this is great. <laughs> this is awesome. Like let's yes, please. Please put her there in the mix of this group of people. Um, also, we haven't seen the white cloak since then. And that one dude, not child Valda, but the other guy with the sick ass axe. I thought it was weird that we introduced him for one episode and then we don't see him again. Yeah. Like, wouldn't they be going after Perrin for freeing Avienda? Yes. Likely they would be. Uh, and... We see white cloaks in the trailer. Like we're gonna see white cloaks next week, for sure. Oh, we do, don't we? Okay, yeah, they're in the trailer. Okay. So what? Right. Whether they'll be hunting Perrin or what that will look like going forward, who's to say? But um, they will certainly be involved in the next episode, which is very cool. Um, yeah. And book accurate and a number of other things I approve of. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. I'm stoked that they're going to be there. I'm like, oh, come and bear witness, motherfuckers. Like, let's, like shit is going to get so real on Friday. Um, Yeah, so the white, white cloaks will be around. Parents there. I think everybody will be in fun with the exception of Swan and her retinue who do not know how to use the ways to my knowledge and will likely not be not be joining them. Um, I actually don't really know how any of these guys are using the ways without an ogier, but I guess they're figuring it out. I mean, Leandrin um, just did it like it was nothing. Yeah, Leandrin being Black Aja, that probably helped because we know the Trollocs are using the ways, so the the baddies are definitely true. Better, so she probably had some kind of knowledge, and probably same for Landfear. I'm sure Landfear is going to be the one who gets them through. But also, I I think I was saying this to Aaron and Dark Friend Social. It kind of doesn't. They don't necessarily need to get the way gate that takes them to Falm. They, can just um, they just it need out to get the fuck there. out of Carian, and then they can yeah. sort it from there. But I do suspect they'll be on the one that goes to. I, I'm I'm assuming that they'll appear in the right place. So we don't have a lot of time to fuck around. So yeah, that's true. I think everybody will be there. I think the only character other than Swan who's not going to be there is Alana and the Snack Warders and Varen and yes, um, and Min. Oh, Which poor Min. I would like for, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit like, I wish that we could have found a way to get Min to fall. I'm a little bit like, what the fuck about that? But yeah, she's just, actually, if you wanted to get really like, what the hell? She technically could be dead because I mean, she was yeah. still in that house when Lanfear destroyed like half the city, half the fucking city. She was drunk off her ass in that room. Yeah. Who and Lanfear's just like, that house shouldn't be there. I would have liked to get everybody in Falm. Yeah. I would have liked for Min to be in Falm. But that's okay. We'll see what happens. Speaking um, of everyone in Falm, I like that. I've been avoiding. I know. <laughs> I had a seriously hard time yeah, letting to, to... Rima go. Oh, like Rima. Watching her, oh. Yeah, watching her get the collar put on her after she watched her warder die was... 
This show is, does not fuck around, dude. Like, I hate the Shanchen. I hate yeah. them so much. And I hate how much I don't hate Rena. Like, it's driving me nuts how I'm just like, dude, she's nice, but then she beat the shit out of Egwene. But also, like, she doesn't know any different, so, like, she's not really a bad guy from a certain point of view. But also, shh. But also, your slavery, you're always a bad guy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, you're always a bad guy. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is why I love the Shanshan, because I think it's so interesting. Like, they're, it's it's horrible, yeah. obviously. But, but they also want to help the dragon in the last fight. Like, what the fuck? Who am I? How am I supposed to root for you when I'm not supposed to root for you? Yeah. How are we going to fight on the same team against the dark? Yeah. How can we with Fucking so insane. many differences and with you being like objectively the bad guys? Um, how do we work through that? And it's I think it's so, so, so interesting. And it's like the I I will just say that I I approve ultimately of the way that it's handled throughout the series and of like the conflicts that it brings up and the storylines are good and I really enjoy them. But it's like hard to say that because they're horrible and I don't approve of anything about the Shanshan, but you know, if from a storytelling perspective and like the the how complex they are, I love them. I love Reyna. Like she is so complicated and terrifying and like and like you said, like she she doesn't know any different. Um, and it's just like, I don't know that she's a kind person, right? Like when she gets pissed, she like beats the fuck out of a, of Egwene. And she's not supposed to do that. You're supposed to use the collar to punish oh, her. Oh, I did not know that. So you okay, do never see mind. her doing like her. Well, Aaron and I had a discussion about it too. I was a little confused by this too. So we did, we did talk about this a little bit more at length. But like she really shouldn't be doing that like that's her like losing control and being a bitch and she's like she's so mean and she threatens elaine or Egwene all the time but also yeah she's like i want us to have this bond and it's like so creepy but she she thinks that she's like really nice she's like i let her keep her name and we're a partnership and you and i are gonna fight together in the last battle and it's like oh my god yeah (laughs) and then she's like if you embarrass me, I'll beat the fuck out of you. And then she like gets all excited because Egwene's giving her all this power. And then Egwene's like, fuck you, dude. I'm doing this myself. Well, I, what I thought was most interesting about their exchanges during this was when she tells Egwene, like, I hope the Aes Sedai told you, you were how special you are. Because you are so special. You are a special best girl. And it's like, yeah, they super did not. And she was not feeling that in the tower because she had all this jealousy of Nynaeve. And it's like a really interesting. That seems like such a long time ago. I know, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem like (laughs) another reality when she was just like a novice doing dishes being like jelly of Nynaeve? And now it's like, did they tell you how special you are? And she's like, no. And. I thought that was a really interesting way to like tempt her. And then while she does ultimately get through the water jug thing, which I'm interested to hear your thoughts on, uh, she is not totally bought over. Like she has, she's admitted. Oh yeah. She, she still threatens her. her, but she's like, I'm going to kill you. Like I'm not yeah. playing. You have not broken me. Despite yeah. the fact that I was able to pour the water, I, you have not broken me. I'm just getting along. Like I'm just because otherwise she would have died of thirst. So doing the water thing was good. But how did you overall feel about Egwene's situation? Because it's it's tough to watch. It's a it's a it is really hard to watch. Um, 
I'm not going to lie. A part of me was really disappointed that she does pour the water in the end. I was kind of like, you've been through so fucking much. She burned your favorite tree down using your power. Like she had, I didn't know if they weren't supposed to, I thought that was part of it was like, if they disobey you, you can beat the shit out of them. I didn't know that. So now knowing that, like, no, Rena's bitch. I fucking hate her. Supposed to punish you with the power. Like it, it which honestly is worse. The stuff yeah. they can do with you to you through the ADOM because they can make you feel whatever you whatever they want. Yeah. If they're like they can create whatever torture without touching you. And so it's yeah. like worse. And you see her do it for like one hot second earlier. I don't think they drove that point home. No, they were just like, like, hey, you can't hurt me. You can't touch the collar. You can't do any of that shit. She like, tries to at one point and like she gets punished for it and she gets the thing vibrates or whatever, but it's, it's harder to show that on screen than, than her beating the shit out of her. Uh, but being tortured through the collar is like way worse. Cause it's like whatever torture you want to imagine, you know, and you don't even have to actually do it. You don't have to actually physically hurt them and you can make them feel whatever specific torture you say. Yeah. They don't really go into that very much, at least not yet. And I think if they were going to do it, they would have done it during episode six like but the the water jug thing is um well and then like for no emily i figured like i figured she was gonna be like that that gets that is like i I was i was happy to see it it's like a a particular thing that they did that they talk about when um she's kidnapped the water jug because like i I approved i just like it kind of all i think i was upset because It was like my last opportunity for Rena to almost be a good person. She could have given the glass to a queen because she knew she was thirsty. But instead she pours it out in front of her and then it makes a queen like freak out. I'll tell you the, the, the part that was the most disturbing for me of that whole scene was actually when she's screaming and it pans over to the other cell and it's Magrin or whatever her name is. And she was like, you lasted a lot longer than I did. And I was a sitter for the blue. I was like, what the fuck kind of weakness do you guys have as sitters right now? Then, Dude, I don't know. I don't know. That's a serious situation with like no friends and you've been taken as a slave and you can't. Well, the other two are dead. I forgot about that when I first saw that. Rima says that the other two are dead. Yeah, I think breaking for the like the the Shanshan's job is to break women to the collar. Like that's yeah. their whole that's what a Suldam does. That's her yeah. whole thing. So like yeah, it's I I would say that that speaks less to like the weakness in Magden and more to the strength in the Shanshan. Magden, like, that's her name. They do not fuck around. Like they take it very seriously and It was just like it was so weird to see her when they're all out in the desert and they're like, I'm going to show you what mine can do. And I'm going to show you what mine can do kind of thing. Like, look at what my dog learned in puppy school today. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Megden is just standing there stiff as a board. Her fingers are like straight down or whatever. And she's, she's a, she's completely subservient. And I was like, you guys could have just done what a queen did and accepted that you can't hit them. This is all oh my God. This show is all about matter of perspective. And certain points of view. She might not be subservient, but she acknowledges that she's not going to kill Rena with the fucking milk jug or the water jug. That's all that means. That's all that means is that she just knows she can't kill her with the water jug. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, pretty much. Like that's that's like because it's very specific the way that it works, right? Of like yeah. what you can and can't do, and uh. But I, I don't know, man. The Sean Shen situation is rough. Like I can't, I can't bring myself to judge <laughs> Megan on that one. Like I would probably. Give I don't up judge her. Bad. It's just like there's no out to this, right? So like yeah. I know that we have like Egwene's our main character, and all her bestest friends are all coming to farm to rescue her. And like I'm sure that as a TV audience, like there's hope for Egwene, right? But like. For Megden, Megden is not the main character of Dick, and she knows it, and she <laughs> is, like, doesn't have any, all of her friends died. She doesn't have anyone who knows that she's there. Um, the same with all the other women who are taken. They have all yeah. they know is, that, I mean, you even saw, like, Elaine mentions it when they're walking through Falm, that she says, why doesn't anybody fight back? The she's Shanshan, like, you would have thought they were here the whole time. Yeah, they do not mess. Like, the resistance to the Shanshan is like, it's tough. Like they're a very, very, very formidable force throughout this series. Like the Shanshan don't roll over. Like I'll, I'll for whatever that's worth of a spoiler <laughs> thing. Like they don't fuck around. So I just, I don't, I don't, uh, I, have, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's just my perspective as a book reader, but I'm like, nah, bro. Like I lose no respect for anybody for caving to the Shanshan. Like that's a really desperate situation. Like they're magically held as slaves. Like there's nothing that she can do. And there isn't, there's nothing that you can do. If you're collared, you're fucked. There's no outcome for you out of that. Like it's done. It's over. Yeah. So that was my last question about like all of this was, <sighs> Rena tells Egwene that she can't take the collar off or that the collar can't be removed by her. Does that mean that anyone else could walk up and just take the collar off or does it have to be the Suldam that's controlling her? Not anybody can do it. Okay. Cause the way that she words it and the way that they figure it out when they're, when Nynaeve like accidentally touches it, she's yeah, like, Nynaeve? it needs to be complete. Yeah, Nynaeve is saying it can't come off. So it and to our like it doesn't it doesn't come off. Like it's definitely mm. not just like you go take the collar off. Like that it's like it, like even an Aes Sedai, like like uh Reyna. Is it Reyna? Rena. R E N N A. No, the Aes Sedai. Was it Rena? I don't know, the yellow Aja that gets that gets called. Oh, she Rima. couldn't she couldn't open it. So yeah. it's not just like if you have, and this is just going off the book. This is, or sorry, going off the show purely. Um, the eyes that I couldn't open it. So it's not as though like, oh, not just anybody could open it, but if you can channel, you could open it. Like maybe they could have one of the other Damani open them when they need it. Like it doesn't open. Channelers aren't able to open it. Egwene can't open it. Mm -hmm. They're not able to just rip it open. Like they have one and they can't figure out how to undo it. They only know how to put it on somebody. They can't figure out how to open it. So there's, you can't take it off as far as they're aware at this point. Yeah. Clearly they're going to try to figure that out. Like they want to rescue Wayne. Like that's obviously something we're going to deal with if it's possible to be done. Um, but at this point, no, you can't take it off. And I don't know why the Sean Shen would ever want to be able to take it off because the second you take the collar off, of a Damani, even if it's like to switch it for another collar or something. I don't know why you would even want to do that. Like it's a Terangriel. It doesn't go bad. Um, and well, yeah, like there's no lifespan for it. No. And if you take it off for one second, that person is no longer bound. 
right? That's right. like, if it's not on you, you're not being held. So there's no reason for them to want to ever take it off. So removing that is not currently on the board. But they do have one and they did capture another Suldom. So I wanted to yeah. point that out to you because I think that you had said you thought that was Rena or Rena. No, I didn't okay. say that. I thought that you had said that. Um, and it's another Suldom whose name is Seta. And you see that in the the x-ray on Amazon. So they have Seta now. Oh. The one they <clears throat> no, when I because I paused it. I paused it, but the scene had changed back over to Elaine and Nynaeve. So it didn't show me who the lady was. So I was like, who the fuck is this? Because it looked like it was just Rena walking through the street. They all look the same because they're wearing the same outfit and they have the same haircut. Right. That's what I meant. I was like, who? I thought it was Rena for a second, too. Yeah, because I was like, dude, what a turn of events. If they fucking call her Rena. But then I was like, no, hold on. No, they have somebody else. And we'll see what what happens. Because all we see is them put it on Seta. We don't know anything okay. beyond that. So we'll see what happens with that. But they, they So they have one in service of they hope breaking into the kennels. Right? Mm-hmm. That like Because they said only Suldam and Damani can go in the kennels. So they're going to try and like pose. Right? Yeah. And like bring her in as their Damani. Because she has, and she has like the knowledge, right? She can like get right. in. So we'll see, but I'm really glad they didn't put it on each other. Cause for a minute I thought that was going to be the plan of like, one that's kind of what I was like, was like, why oh, are you guys, doing that? We don't, we can't take that off. Like probably don't do that. It's like a bad thing. I don't know. It's like a permanent choice. That you're making. Probably don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not great. It's not great. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Um, and I like how we end with Egwene redoing her braid. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, very cool callback to her, like the strength of her sisters and, you know, not breaking and all of the things. Yeah. Remembering Nynaeve probably. I wonder where she thinks that they are. Because she must know that they're around and they wouldn't yeah. just abandon her. Right? Like she must like, know that they're trying to figure something out. Right, because she's kind of been... No one's told her anything. Egwene? So, yeah. So, like, no. she has no idea. She doesn't know if they've been captured. She oh. doesn't know where they are. Yeah, like, she might think that they didn't get away. That's a good yeah. point. That they ha- But she hasn't seen them around. But there's no reason. But that's what I mean. Like, no one's separated. telling her anything. Like, hey, we got your friends, too. <laughs> yeah. You and your friends aren't getting away or nothing. She's just like, you're special. She thinks, she thinks Rand was real when she saw him in the dream. I think at first she did. And then when she woke up, she's even telling herself, like, you're going insane. You're losing it. You're fucking losing it. Yeah. Oh, Egwene, so, it was real. Yeah. The Forsaken let him come and visit you. <laughs> I love that more rain has dipped off with the Forsaken and the Dragon Reborn and Swamp saw this happen. Like, the Aes Sedai must have, like, nothing nice to say about more rain. No, I'm just sure like, yeah, just she like, left with land fear and the dragon oh, reborn no. and fucked yeah. off after like kicking my well, ass. Well, and now they're, yeah, after she kicked my ass. <laughs> like, yeah, and then, yeah, fucked off with, with a forsaken. Like, oh no. Here, so, 
here is what I think is going to happen. Oh, you read my mind. I was going to say, what are your predictions? Because I think that's most of what we had to say on this. So it is. What are your What are your predictions for episode eight? I'll hide my my face. Liar. <laughs> I think Moraine and Lanfear. I think Lanfear is going to leave eventually. I don't think she's going to keep her interest in, in Rand. I think she's going to be like, you're just using me and I let myself be used and fuck you to get out of here. And I think she's going to find a new toy to play with. I also think that because she has been showing up so much and weirdly nicer than she has been in previous episodes and all of season one, I think that Swan getting her ass kicked is going to be ammunition Leandrin can use to depose her as Amerlin. Because she's going to be like, you trusted Moraine and you couldn't bring the dragon back and you should have brought him here and now we can't trust you and you're a piece of shit and we need a strong leader. I don't think Leandrin's going to be the one that becomes the Amerlin seat, but I think that's what she wants. Oh, maybe. Because Leandrin's not the red sitter, right? No, she's not a sitter. Okay, that's what. All right. You don't have to be sitter to be Omerlin, though. Just like you don't have to be senator to be president. Oh, all right. Never mind. I thought that's exactly how it worked. No, no, uh, not necessarily. So Never I mean, I, I, yeah, like yeah, you don't you don't have to be. There's them's not the rules. Uh, the Omerlin is like voted in but also like there's a campaign like it's it's a complicated like process i guess of how they do that yeah like somewhere between choosing a pope and a president it's but but i don't know it's uh you don't have to be a sitter though so there's no reason that leandrin can't uh Put her hat in the ring. Yeah. See if anyone wants to spoil their ballot in her direction. <laughs> um, yeah, those are my only predictions. I I would love to see a third Forsaken get freed at the end. Um, yeah, my money's on Grendel. I want it to be one of the guys that got made fun of. <laughs> but which we went yeah. through this in the dark friend social so book readers if you want to hear our prediction on which like actually we went through it and said these are the forsaken we're gonna get that's in the dark friend social uh my money is on a is on grendel for the end of this season but um if not her then i don't know <laughs> Honestly, yeah. then I don't know. Then, then crapshoot. Then, then crapshoot. Because we like because the boys are useless. So who knows? One of them. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, they're not actually the way because they're they're whittling this down, right? We already know from the show that there's like eight. There's gonna be eight. There's only eight, yeah. From the figurines, right? So, uh, in the books, there's thirteen. So there's gonna be there's gonna be eight. So we're gonna be combining some Forsaken. Uh, the ones that they'll be keeping will will not be useless. I'm confident. Yeah. Except maybe Mo Gideon. Mo Gideon might be a little useless. We'll see what Mo Gideon pulls out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but she's confirmed. Fucking Mo Gideon. Oh. Um, 
You got what nothing are your else predictions? for predictions. I mean, my predictions are that we get a sick battle in the sky and Rand proclaims himself the dragon, which has been said by like seven characters this season. So I I predict the thing that all the other characters are predicting. Um I don't know what else to say because I I know what happens. I'm surprised you don't have some other sort of more obvious things that are like to happen. I think, well, I, so I think Matt is, uh, I think Matt is actually going to join them this time. I don't think he's going to run off like he did in the first. Otherwise we're just repeating ourselves. Sure. I think he's, I don't think they're all going to end up back together though. Yeah. You're making a broad assumption that Matt even connects with anyone. He's currently being held captive by the forsaken. Oh, on, on shrimp juice going fucking crazy like that's so right. matt's currently being like indoctrinated so i don't know that's that's a that's assuming they connect at all right because what we know right now is that we've got matt being held captive on shrooms yeah heron wants to get loyal and Ingtar out right he has no yeah. idea anybody else is there the rest of the Supergirls are trying to get a Gwen. So Gwen and Evil Lane trying to get out. They have no idea anybody else is there. Rand wants to get a Gwen, but he has a Forsaken and an Aes Sedai in tow who, pro- who both want something completely different from him out of this outcome. Rand has no interest in any of what they're suggesting. Like They want him there to proclaim himself and to fulfill this prophecy that he hasn't even fucking heard about. Nobody's even told him he's supposed to get in a big fight. Nobody has mentioned that he may be getting into a fight. No one has tried to teach him anything of how to fight yeah. or how to use a sword, apart from cat crosses the fucking courtyard, which like <laughs> useful against Swan, not so much against Deshamael. So it's like we've got so I don't know, like uh nobody they all have some they're not their plan is not to connect. They don't all know that anybody else is there. Like they largely don't know of the Emmonsfield five, they largely don't know each other is there. The only one who knows that any of the others are there of the Emmonsfield five are Nynaeve looking for a Egwene and Rand looking for Egwene. And outside of that, nobody knows anybody else is there right now. So it's gonna be a surprise to all of them that they run into each other at all. What, what if they do? There's no guarantee that that's what happens. They're all there for totally different reasons. So who knows that they even cross paths or what that looks like. So yeah, but I predict a big, a big battle in the sky with Rand and I predict that he proclaims himself the dragon. And I predict that I predict that some other things that have been set up this season that you haven't mentioned. So I won't either. will probably come to be a thing that exists this season. I don't know what else has like been set up land or not land. Um, I won't say it while we're still in the main episode. No, I know you won't. Uh, damn it. You already wrap it up for us and then I'll tell you. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get us the hell out of here. Get us out of here so I can spoil Scott in the off time. No, but we'll, we'll be back though. We'll be back. Um, this will be out. Hopefully the, I'll have this before the new one drops, yeah. so we can get a little bit caught up. I'll try and get Dark Friend Social out timely this week as well. Maybe not well, before I have it drops, to do it but before, before Friday. Yeah, we'll try and yeah. get it all out before Friday so that we'll be ready to go for the finale. But look out next week for um, dedicated episodes of. Actually, next week's going to be a little bit weird. Next week, um, Scott is in Disney, which is most yep. exciting. So it is just going to be Aaron and I. And I think what the two of us are going to do is like a spoiler free section in the beginning 
Mm-hmm. So we'll do our best to give some spoiler-free thoughts, and then we'll move into full Dark Friends social. But there, so there will just be one episode, but it'll probably be kind of a longer one for episode eight. And then um, Scott, surprise plans we made without you. Um, we figured that we would do like a uh, end of season recap with all three of us, and Aaron and I will lock it down for you. I'm down. Um, and we can all chat end of season okay. stuff so that you can get your thoughts in on episode eight and the season as a whole. Yeah, uh, I'm down. So look out for that. So we'll still be Wheel of Time for the next couple of weeks or so before we get back to your regularly scheduled programming, uh, which I think we'll be back after Wheel of Time with Batman and Robin, right? We have that like Hercules. Oh, yeah. Batman and Robin will be out. And then the next movie after that. Yeah. Hercules. It's Hercules. Yeah. So we have Batman and Robin's been done for a little while. We just haven't released the Wheel of Time is more important, guys, than the Cape Nipple Crusader. By far. But I will get us out of here. Um, as always, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you are enjoying all of my theories and all of Lindsay's attempts to not spoil me while right. telling me to stay out of the Dark Friend social. Um, if you want to support the show, we would love you forever. Please check us out on our Patreon and the website as well. Check us out on our other socials for any updates or questions you guys might have. We love hearing from you. We love chatting with you. So please let us know if there's anything we can do for you. We'll do it for you if we can. And speaking of which, if you guys want to request something with our request, the timeline button on the website, please do so. If it's something we can make happen, we'll make it happen for you. So get out there. But until next time, stay nerdy.